New listen to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Back in the studio. Back. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks. Happy birthday. Birthday. And Anniversary. Memorial Day. Maysember. <laughs> Happy Maysember. <laughs> yes. It's been, I have uh, no idea what day it is. <laughs> it is Wednesday. First day back in the, the studio, though, after some time off. So Five days. Feels like Monday, I'm sure. Well, yeah, glad to have you something. back. Two good things on deck today. Uh, the Carillon Concert Series mm-hmm. at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis is uh, in June. So we're going to share about that. We get to actually visit with one of the Caroloners today as well. And I hope I said that correctly. Sure. <laughs> <We'll find out. laughs> uh, so, talk about and you know over the last what uh, the last week even the last mm-hmm. forty eight hours yeah. just uh, horrible storms ripping through the Midwest uh, here in Missouri um, some significant damage and even some fatalities as well uh, so we'll talk with in the second half yesterday I had the chance to catch up with Kent Kunkel he's the uh, disaster response coordinator for the Missouri district of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod so he has an invitation uh, out for uh, helping hands this weekend in. Jeff City. We'll talk about that coming up in the mm-hmm. second segment. More storms yesterday or in the last 48 hours in Ohio Kansas. and then in Kansas City last night. Kansas yeah, and Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Last night as well. So the damage uh, is just incredible. So many, uh, so many places. The storms are, it's just a rough storm season. So yeah, I, we're nearing a record of consecutive days above a certain number. I don't remember the numbers, but we're almost record breaking right. right now. Prayers and ascend for those, and uh, also for those who are affected by flooding as well. Yeah. Uh, all uh, over Arkansas. the Midwest. Yeah, my in laws are dealing with that right now. Iowa as well. A lot of the mm-hmm. farmers in Iowa and northern Missouri as well. Yeah. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Joining us today. Uh, Carl Keldermans, he's a Carolineur from Springfield, Illinois, and one of the featured Caroliners at uh, Concordia Seminary this summer. Carl, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome, and I, too, have no idea what day today is. I thought it was Monday. <laughs> Feels like Monday. It does feel that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Every day we try to figure out what day it is it's here. It's true. It is. It, it's a day that the Lord has blessed us, it so we're thankful for that. It ends in why. <laughs> so it starts with why. <laughs> uh, the Reverend Dr. Kent Burrison, Dean of Chapel at Concordia Seminary. Dr. Burrison, thanks for being our guest this morning in the Coffee Hour. My pleasure. Uh, Carl, let's let's talk about your history as a Carolineur. Am I first of all? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it Carolineur? You know uh, the way I used to teach uh, thousands of school kids how to pronounce that word is I'd start with something they they understood like trumpet, and I'd say when you play the trumpet, what are you called? And usually I had to answer that trumpeter, and then I would say when you play the drums, what are you called? Well, three fourths of them were on board by then. Oh, you're a drummer. And then when you play the carillon, what are you called? You're called a carillonur. So you said it exactly right. You can pass out a third grade now. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Gold Excellent. Stars. So how did you become interested in the carillon? Well, I've been a musician all my life. Um, I started playing a musical instrument when I was four and uh, graduated up and kept getting to bigger and bigger instruments. Piano was the last uh, keyboard instrument that I played before jumping to the carillon. And I always say when you play the carillon, everybody has to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That That's uh, quite a, a, a size jump from the piano to the, the carillon. So. Well, it, it is and it isn't. They, they are both keyboard instruments that are touch sensitive. So if you visualize a piano, and most people can kind of uh, know what the inside of the piano looks like or can visualize this, it's a long key. Uh, frequently, you know, 30 or 40 inches long, you're only seeing the last few inches. And when you depress that key, at the other end is a hammer that moves up and 
comes in contact with strings, they vibrate, and that's how you get sound. If you would turn that on its side, you have the Caroline keyboard that is connected to a rod that goes up to the inside of the bell where the striker or the clapper is, and it, it strikes the bell and you get sound. So there's very little movement uh, in terms of a mechanical action to get a sound out of the Carillon bell. So how, how is the Carillon played? Well, it, it, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a keyboard instrument, so you can use your fingers to depress the keys. Um, and there's also a pedal board that allows you to move pedals that correspond to the left-hand side of the Caroline keyboard. And so it, it's a mechanical action, meaning that the amount of energy you put into moving the key determines on how loud the, the sound is. Does so, that make sense? I'm trying to paint you a visual picture. That's great. I'm just imagining what strength this requires then. (laughs) Um, You know, not as much as you would imagine. I've had uh, lots and lots and lots of female students. And, um, you know, the whole point of of playing any instrument is not so much strength, but um, a little bit of agility. And I'm always teaching people to relax. You know, just like singers, if they if they tighten up and the throat gets real tight and, and they're taking mm-hmm. little bitty breaths, you can't really get a good sound out. And the same is true of any musical instrument. So learning to relax, keeping the wrist loose, uh, keeping the arms loose makes a big difference on, on you know, how easy it is or how difficult it is to play the carillon. Having said that, there are some instruments that are heavier just because... The bells are bigger, and then correspondingly, the striker inside is bigger. So there is a little bit more weight involved. Dr. Burson, how has the the carillon been a part of the Concordia Seminary community for years? I I was reading a little of the history. This goes back to, I think, 1971 was the the first time it was played? I believe that's correct. It was, uh, the tower was, uh, when the original campus was built in the 1920s, the plan was to build the the tower that you now see, but um, the funds were not available at the time in the 20s to do that. And so in the 1960s, they uh, organized a campaign in the Synod to um, to build the tower and to include a carillon within the tower. And uh, that was done in the 1960s. And so then the, the first time it was played was, uh, I think it was dedicated in, in 1970, something like that. So uh, it's been a part of our campus life since since the 1970s. Hmm. Tell us about the, the tradition of these these carillon concerts at the seminary and, and how how people enjoy them. Yeah, so um, I actually, Carl might know how long they've been going on. I, I don't know exactly how long we've been doing the concerts, but um, for some time. And uh, we have right now four concerts on uh, the for Tuesdays of June. We're hoping to expand that next year and actually uh, offer an additional concert and maybe a Christmas concert. But right now we have four concerts and they last about an hour, an hour and 10 minutes, somewhere in that range. And people can come to the seminary campus and um, camp out sort of anywhere. But a lot of people will uh, bring chairs, lawn chairs along, that kind of thing, and uh, position themselves in the in the main quad. Um, and uh, you can bring along a picnic dinner, that kind of thing, um, and uh, enjoy the sounds of the, of the carillon uh, for the concert. We usually get about uh, 180 to 100, somewhere in that range, people come on a uh, Tuesday evening for um, for a relaxing concert. 
Sounds just delightful. A nice way to uh, to end the day as well. A beautiful campus, enjoying mm-hmm. pe- beautiful music. Now, Sarah, before the program, you mentioned you have been to... Yeah, we went to term. one, I believe it was last year. We biked over, of course, with our blanket <laughs> and our dinner. So it was Sounds it was delightful. nice to just kind of hang out with friends. Were you one of those people who showed up with a bottle of wine as well? Um... I'm not sure. Why not a bike? I'm, are, I mean, that's happened before. People, I shouldn't say lots. There, there are many people who come and eat yeah. uh, during the concert, but then there are some people that also come with some wine and have a tablecloth and nice mm-hmm. wine glasses and, you know, really make it an event. <laughs> and if I could just add about the when the summer concert started, have we got time for that? Sure. Um, in 1977, I was contacted by a gentleman named Dr. Wayne Schmidt, who taught um, Greek and well, he did. He taught practical theology, taught worship, and and uh, in that area. Okay, and he also played uh, the the organ for some of the services. And he, by kind of default, um, started uh, taking over the the carillon. And he was taught the carillon when he was up in Madison, Wisconsin, by a guy named John Harvey. More information than you need, but um, <laughs> Wayne contacted me and said, uh, "Would you be willing to send some of the people?" that you have for your festival to so they could play in our series and so i started working with him and every summer we would coordinate until the year two thousand when he abruptly died of a, of a heart attack and since two thousand i have been taking care of um, really all of the the big events at the seminary that like call day and and commencement and then i organize and play in the, the caroline festival so i have I don't go back to the very beginning, but close. What are some of the pieces? Now, you're playing twice this summer, is that correct? Twice in June? Yes. Mm-hmm. What are, do, you, do you know what pieces you, you plan to play? We have just about a minute left. Okay. I like to, um, just like when you go to a guitar um, recital, listening to original guitar music really is the best. I mean, there are some transcriptions. I like to play original Caroline music, but really well-written music. So I play a big variety of music. I will occasionally play, you know, an arrangement of a folk song so that people can can also follow that. But I get a huge response from people saying they just love the sound. They don't necessarily say, I know the music, but mm-hmm. they love the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very relaxing. Dr. Burson, uh, just under a minute left, uh, more details. This is uh, Tuesday evenings in June, correct? Correct. Tuesday evenings in June, starting at 7 p.m at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, and this is a, a free event for families to, to come and enjoy, correct? That's correct. Completely free. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun on uh, Tuesday evenings. Thank you so much for being our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Kent Burris, and Dean of Chapel at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Thanks so much, Dr. Burrison. Uh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And uh, Carl Keldemans, Carol Lundor from Springfield, Illinois, also one of the uh, Car- the Lundors in the uh, concerts this summer at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Carl, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. You're welcome. Great talking to you, too. Well, that sounds like just delightful, like a nice, calm way to, yeah. to a relaxing concert to enjoy in the evenings at Concordia Seminary. Uh, I Hmm. That's starting next week, right? June is yeah, next week. Yeah, June is next week. <laughs> June is Saturday. Saturday. So it's right? coming up At next week. So. <laughs> we, we are in. We are preparing for vacation Bible school in our household. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's you next really week. Have so no idea what's happening. <laughs> I don't know. There are things that happen after it, apparently. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, had a chance yesterday to talk with Kent Kunkel. He's director of disaster response or coordinator of disaster response for the LCMS Missouri District. Uh, so we'll catch up with him on the needs for responding to the tornadoes here in Missouri. You're listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.